for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Hello everyone, welcome to Living Life. Now there are times in our church uh, where we come across people who have special experiences of God's power and His revelation, where that becomes that person's overwhelming experience, but also something that the person utilizes to persuade and also coerce someone's thought and their ways of life. Now, that does happen quite often in our community because God does provide us grace in spiritual experience, but sometimes general revelation and special revelations can be misused to coerce other people into certain action. But we have to be discerning and also wise in how to look at that and most of the times, the fundamental reason why God does give revelation is to make our faith mature, to trust the Lord, to know that God is there with us. So based on that ground and foundation, we have to be discern, discerning how to utilize revelation. But without the discernment, we could, as we see in today's passage, make coerce and push someone with their own personal thought of their revelation to someone else. So as we take a look, let's take a look at how Eliphaz acts in accordance with what he has experienced spiritually. Job chapter 4 verses 12 through 21 a word was secretly brought to me, my ears caught a whisper of it. Amid disquieting dreams in the night when deep sleep falls on people, fear and trembling seized me and made all my bones shake. A spirit glided past my face, and the hair on my body stood on end. It stopped, but I could not tell what it was. A form stood before my eyes, and I heard a hushed voice. Can a mortal be more righteous than God? Can even a strong man be more pure than his maker? If God places no trust in his servants, if he charges his angels with error, how much more those who live in houses of clay, whose foundations are in the dust, who are crushed more readily than a moth? Between dawn and dust they are broken to pieces, unnoticed they perish forever. Are not the cords of their tent pulled up so that they die without wisdom? So as we see in today's passage, you will see the mystical uh, experience that Eliphaz experiences. You will see in verse 12 to 16 uh, that he experiences something spiritual. But it's hard to say whether this was who or this was what, because the scripture doesn't really specify what it was. I mean, I saw some articles that say that this could have been Satan, because we know that Satan is in the background, uh, who is challenging Job and could be acting like an accuser to all the actions that Job is doing. 
But that is hard to say because scripture doesn't specifically say that Satan is continuing working. But what's more important here is that based on his experience, whether it was a what or whether it was a who, regardless of it, his experiencing is used in a forceful manner to derive a judgment. Yes, he heard something. That is true. He heard in verse 17, Can a mortal be more righteous than God? Can a man be more pure than his maker? That is a theological idea that is so true. No mortal could ever be righteous, more righteous than God, the creator, the maker. But here he uses us as a, a power, a, a standard to judge Job. He is driving the idea that you as a mortal cannot be more righteous if God is punishing you. That means there's a fault in your life. You have made a sin that God is punishing you. That's why you just being a clay, God is breaking you apart based on the actions you have made. It's a causal retribution that he sees in Job's life. There's something wrong. That's why you're doing, uh, you're experiencing this. But based on his experience, and his spiritual experience, he uses all this to force this idea upon Job, persuading him that you have to ask God's forgiveness. But we do not know, uh, other than the context, that this is right. Because the context says that God is just doing this to prove that Job is righteous. I mean, that's the context, the underlying context that we know as readers. But if we just look at what uh, Elipas is saying, we may agree. Because his saying in verse 17, what he heard, is so true. Doctrinally and theologically, that is true. Because no mortal and no man could ever be more righteous and pure than God, the Maker. But the problem is, there is fault in this theology. Because Elipas doesn't consider that the righteous could suffer. The righteous, the innocent, could suffer because after all, we live in this fallen world where sin is an effect and we do suffer the effects of death and the things that happen around us. Tragic events and things that we do not want to see does occur in our life. I mean, we could be bereaved of our health as well. I mean, as I said before, you could experience pain and suffering. You could have cancer. You could... Uh, have a, a broken relationship. Things might turn out not the way that you wanted to do and not expect it. And those things do occur in our life. That is the part of a life that we live in this fallen world. But that is not explained through His Word. He only sees in a way where there's a cause and a retribution. But based on that, we can derive a thing that we should remember as well. Many times we are so negligent about theology. Sometimes we just take in words that are so obvious and seems right and never questions the theological validity and the, and the foundation where it's coming from the scripture. Because sometimes when you listen to the words and the message uh, spoken by pastors, you just take it in at face value. But we are we being negligent about theology and trying to study more from scripture, sometimes just believe what is said. But most of the times, uh, when I learned from uh, my seminary, I was shocked by a professor telling me that it takes one generation to go from a sound church to a, a heretic church. 
because most of the congregation and most of the times are negligent about theology. They just believe what is preached on the podium. My brothers and sisters, we have to be keen on theological understanding. Here, we have to question where he's getting at. The derivative of his understanding is entirely not sound and right. It's unbiblical because he does not know other side of suffering. And that's the point that we should find here because based on spiritual experience and the things that we thought we understood should not be forced upon some other believers because general revelation and special revelation has a purpose of making our personal faith grow and mature. And every people do experience the same because God's grace works for all of us. So before giving spiritual counsel, be discerning and be wise in what you give. Because if you base it on your own personal spiritual experience, it may become too subjective. Rather, make it more objective by grounding on the Word of God. Because God disclosed His revelation through written words to us so that we can know what's true. And just using His words only has enough power and strength to motivate us and guide us to the right direction because the Holy Spirit works to illuminate our heart to know what God told us. And Jesus Christ, being the center of that, guides us to the Lord Himself. So in that, have confidence. Rather than building your argument based on your subjective spiritual experience, rather ground it on the Word of God. There, you will be more discerning and be more wise because you're not saying your experience, but rather what God had told you to say through His Word. So that should be our ways of counseling. I hope that is true for all of us. And be encouraged by looking at the wrong example what Eliphaz did. Let us pray. Father, Lord, guide our hearts. Let not our subjective understanding be the tools to guide our brothers and sisters. Rather, let it be your truth, the Word of God written in Scripture, be the tool that we use, the truth, the life that guides our brothers and sisters through our lips. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh uh -huh.